Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ramadan Mubarak to you and yours. This Ramadan, as we all gather to share a meal with our loved ones, we need to remember those in Gaza who are also gathering to share a meal with so many who aren't there that were just there a year ago. Since October the 7th, the Human Development Fund has assisted over 200,000 people in Gaza, providing them with essential aid such as food baskets, water, hot meals, winter items, shelter, hygiene kits, and baby formula. Your generous contributions are making a significant impact, especially in Rafah. Let's sustain this momentum and continue providing crucial support during this sacred and blessed month. Please visit hdfund.org slash qalam. That's hdfund.org slash qalam, Q-A-L-A-M, to learn more about our global reach this Ramadan and choose where you'd like to direct your support during this blessed month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this month a time of mercy, solace, acceptance, and triumph for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah continue to use all of us as a means and never replace us. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. Jazakumullahu khayran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbak wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbak ya arhamar rahimin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the love, his love. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the love of those actions that will gain his love. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the love of those people that he love. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us enough fear that will come between us and disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask him to make this a gathering by which we gain deeper uh, love of Allah and deeper love of the Rasul and a deeper uh, cognizance of the reality of the hereafter. Uh, That's our intention tonight, inshallah ta'ala. Okay, let's begin. Bismillah. Uh, In our last session, we were going through the moments before the second blowing of the horn. Um, And so in our last session, we talked about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will order the angel of death to take out the souls of all of the creation. Um, And we talked about how each of the angels, each of the high-ranking angels, even then, them, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take each of those angels and he'll tell the angel of death to take their soul out, take Mikael's soul out, take Jibra'il's soul out, take Israfil's soul out. Each of these angels, their soul is being taken out because this, we're reaching a moment where none will exist except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we reached the point where we were re reading last week where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing exists, all the creation is gone. إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ And Allah says, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ For who is the, the dominion today? All these people thought they were strong, they were powerful, they, they ruled over nations and all of this. And there's this moment where nothing exists. Allah has taken everyone's power away. And at that moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ Who has power today? Who has control uh, today? And what I explained is this class is about the journey. This class is about the journey of the soul so that it's cognizant for us. There was this one Sahabi, and I just want to say this to preface it uh, so that we know why we're here. There was one Sahabi, the, the Prophet met him in the morning, and they were just walking, and he, he, he walked past him. He said, alaykum, wa alaykum salam. How are you doing? What's going on? And he said, asbahtu mu'minan haqqa. He's like, I woke up a true believer today. And the Prophet, I'm going to say it quick because I know y'all know it. He's like, the Prophet's like, What's the reality of what you're saying? Talk is cheap. There must be some reality to your words. And he says, it's as if I can see Jannah. It's as if I can see the hellfire. Right? And I went into more detail. The reality is for many of us, if we regularly have that rec reminder and it becomes as if it's something we can see, the next time there's a sin in front of us, the next time there's a good deed in front of us, then it becomes so much more easier to act on that good deed and so much easier to refrain from that bad deed. It's about making that thing something cognizant, real in your mind. And so the purpose of studying this is to put our minds to that ghayb, that unseen, that the Prophet Sallallahu has taught us, but the dunya just continues to delude and just confuse us so much. So let's continue. Okay, so where were we? We were at this moment in between. This, everyone has, has ceased to exist. And the Prophet taught us there will be 40 years in between the first blowing of the horn and the second blowing of the horn. There will be 40 years of time in between this. And then the Prophet taught us. Now this is where it gets deep. ثُمَّ يَنزِلُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَلَيْهِمْ مَا مِنْ تَحْتِ الْأَرْشِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cause water to come down from His throne onto the earth. ثُمَّ يَأْمُرُ اللَّهُ السَّمَاءَ أَنْ تَمْتُرْ And He'll order the sky above the earth to rain down. فَتَمْتُرْ أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمًا For 40 days it will rain until the water is high. ثُمَّ يَأْمُرُ اللَّهُ الْأَجَسَادَ أَنْ تُمْبِتْ And Allah will at that time give the command for all of our bodies to now grow, to come back. Now this is really heavy because throughout the Quran, whenever Allah, the Rasul dealt with the people of Mecca, they always denied resurrection. And that's where we're at right now, we're at resurrection. They always denied resurrection. Like how can we come back to life? How can that happen? And what example, what parable, what metaphor, non-rhetorical question, what me parable metaphor does God give throughout the Quran to let them realize that this can happen. The dead earth and the rain. The dead earth and the rain. Like you live in a place, or you see a seed. A seed can be dormant for 20 years, 30 years. And then something happens that we're so used to. It's so normal, right? It's not a big deal, but it's actually really miraculous. Water touches that seed, and all of a sudden life comes out of nowhere. 
So throughout the Quran, every time Allah wants to refute this idea that uh, resurrection can't happen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, hold up, let me remind you about a resurrection. You see every single, well, we didn't see it for so long, and then it all came at once, but you get the point. The point is that we see this around us all the time. And so subhanAllah, at this moment, on this moment, this is exactly what's happening. That water comes down, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He orders that the bodies to now grow. And the hadith says, They grow just like vegetation. Until every single human being, their body has grown. Now this is what's crazy. We're in the earth. We haven't come out yet. But everybody is back there. Everybody is, 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 is there. And the, the narration says, That we will be like we were. Now, I want to digress for a moment because now when we come back, we come back with a new body, but it's the same body. Now, this is trippy here. So we're the same person. We're the same person, but this body we have now is created by design like other tech products to not have a good shelf life. It ends at a certain day. You know how your phone always start messing up when that new joint about to drop? Yeah, right? What do they call that as a word for that, right? Planned obsolete or something like whatever. Anyways, let's focus, Mikael. All right. So this body was created intentionally to end at a time. I don't care how much you work out, how you try to run, this joint going, yo, it's going to catch up. Gravity gets everybody, as they say, right? So this body now that grows is created for eternity, created for eternity. So first of all, everyone is 33 years old, right? 33. Now, what's trippy to me is when I look at my children and I think of how young they are, it's crazy to me that on the day of judgment and Jannah, we'll all be the same age. We'll all be the same. And we treat them, oh, you're younger than me, you're this. Jannah, we all chilling together. Qasim looking at me like, what's up, pops? I'm like, what's up, y'all? Like, we're all the same age. It's just, it's just trippy to me. Wallah, subhanAllah. 33 years old. No more defecating. No more yearning. No more sleep. This body is created. It needs sleep. But we know the body, subhanAllah, there's a narration narrated by Zamakshari, La Noma Fil Jannah. <laughs> I know some teenagers are like, dang, I can't sleep in Jannah? Nah, you can't sleep in Jannah. I had a classmate, we actually went at it over this issue. When I was studying, this dude used to sleep a lot, right? And we were talking, whatever, and I was like, yo, you know there's no sleep in Jannah. He's like, I can get what I want in Jannah. And I was like, no, you can't sleep in Jannah, bro. He's like, nah, yo, I can, you can't tell me what I can do in Jannah if I want to sleep. And I finally found the narration, there's no need for it. So the body doesn't need sleep. The body doesn't need food necessarily. Uh, the body doesn't urinate. It doesn't defecate. It's 33 years. It's a new body, but a different body. And Ibn Taymiyyah speaks ex extensively about how it's similar to the old body, but it's not the old body. But there's another deeper thing. The Quran says at this moment, now, the narration says, when all of those bodies are now ready to come out, the angel Israfil, he has to blow the trumpet one more time. And when he blows the trumpet this time, this is trippy, all of the arwah, souls of every human being that ever walked the earth and jinn, is then put into this trumpet and blown out. And when he t blows this time, the narration says that every single soul enters into the earth and into the body. And the narration says that it goes through this new body just the way poison goes through in your body when you take it. 
It just seeps in. But what's crazy to me is the Quran says, nufusu zuwijat. When the souls are joined together. You know, tazwij, like, tazwij actually comes from when you take a, a rope and you tie it and twine it together. The, the soul right now is put in a body that's temporal. And that's why we have, my body feels good, but my heart is messed up, my soul is messed up. Sometimes my soul is feeling great, my heart is great, but my body doesn't feel good. There's always this kind of like yin and yang going on with the body and the soul. That's because this body by design isn't the eternal place for this soul. So it's in here right now, but it's kind of like, yo, I'm tired of this spot. I want to get back home. And so what then nufusu zuwijat is when the soul is finally placed back in its eternal body. So there's no more discrepancy between the soul and the body anymore because it's back where it needed to be and where it always wanted to be and where it's going to be eternally. So I, I just think it's uh, just absolutely mind-blowing to think about this, this, this combination between the body and the soul from this point on that will never, ever be separated again. And these bodies are created for eternity. Um, and, and so different bodies uh, that, that, that the soul is now put back into, and what happens? This horn is blown. The horn is blown. And this is the first moment where Muhasibi says, I want you to imagine this. Imam Muhasibi says, all of a sudden you feel life come back, that your, your soul is now back in this body. And the next thing you notice is that you are coming out of the ground. And he says that, and the narration says, you're literally like dust is falling off of you. And you're not alone. Look at this room, this room, mashallah, just millions and millions of plethora of people all coming out at one time. But, but here's the thing. From this moment on, I need everyone to understand that every soul is going through an entire different journey, and that depends on how you live today and tomorrow. When I explain what's happening, you're going to be like, hey, wait, but I heard you say that those people, some other people were doing this, or I heard you say this was happening. The reason is this, and this is very important. Um, listen to what Imam Qurtubi says. He says, check this. He says, When people come back alive from the grave, and they're resurrected, from their graves, we're not all in the same state. We're all different on that day. Now there's categories of people, but we're all different. We're not even at the same place. Like, like there's people you don't even want to see where they're at. And you won't see. And there's people you want to be chilling right next to them on Yom Al-Qiyamah. And that's why the one Sahabi, he said, he used to serve the Prophet. One night he was serving the Prophet. He got some water for the Prophet to do wudu. And when he got the water for the Prophet to do wudu, the Prophet called him. He's like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just helping you. He's like, yo, what do you need? Ask me for anything. And you know what we would be asking for. But he goes, I just want to be near you on the day of judgment. I want to be close to you in Jannah. So, so the, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is there'll be groups on this moment. Everyone isn't going through the same thing. So as I describe this, your question to you, uh, to my question to me is which group am I with? Which group am I with? So what happens next? Let's go back to this narration. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then orders Israfil. I'm backing up so you can picture it. He orders the, gay, the, the angel Israfil who blows the horn to blow for the resurrection now. 
What happens now? Look at the description of the Prophet. Like bees swarming out of this. Like our souls are like bees swarming to their each of their souls. SubhanAllah. Um, filling the entire space between heaven and earth. Every soul like a bee just swarming down to the place that it has to get to. I swear by my might, I swear by my, my power, everyone go back to the body that you were in when you were living. So every soul will then come into the body and take place, uh, to come through. It says through through the nostril, it will come in. And the soul will go through the entire body. And what happens next? We will then come out of the earth. Come out of the earth. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, I will be the very first person. I will be the very, very first person to come out from the grave. And after me, Abu Bakr and Omar will come with me. So the narration continues. Everyone will come out. And at that point, people are in different situations from this point on. So there's a narration that says, there's a verse in the Quran, Surah Hami, Fussilat. It's about to get real now. The verse says, Indeed, those who say our Lord is Allah. Say it under your breath, my Lord is Allah. But then they stay steadfast in life. Now, one of the tabi'een, uh, he says, What we were told, that means the Sahaba told him, Abdul Mu'min, a believing person, me and you, inshallah. Inshallah. When they come out of their grave, the two angels that used to roll with you in dunya, they will meet you right at the grave. What's going on, homie? Been a long time. Been with you this whole time, watching you mess up, trip up. Low key, that's a, like, like, you know what I mean? It's a little scary meeting right there. So those two angels come. Which ones? The two angels that were with him. But this is a believer. This is a person that knew Allah. This is a person that did tawbah, turned to Allah. Right there, he comes up. He's waking up. He's waking up. What's going on? It's just like that. You know, you wake up. Sometimes you get that midday sleep and you wake up. You don't know where you at. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You're like, what day is it? What time is it? Did I miss Fajr? Did I miss? Everybody's like, yo, chill out. You'll sleep for like 10 minutes, homie. <laughs> so they wake up. Like they're awaking and these two angels that spent their whole life with you. I mean, these people, they're with us. These two angels are with us from day, you know, puberty, man. Watching every moment of our lives. We are their assignment. They're created to watch me and you. And now is this moment where we finally get to see them. Because the, again, these bodies are different. So now we have eyes that are not the eyes of the dunya. We have eyes that can see angels now. We can have eyes that can hear the angels now. So what happens? We wake up. And immediately these angels say, calm, relax, relax, yo. You wasn't sleeping all day. You didn't miss no prayers. You're good. Don't worry, relax. Don't worry, relax. Don't worry, Jannah's in front of you. Jannah's in front of you. Jannah's in front of you. Now here the Prophet says this. Now this is the crazy part. When that horn is blown, it's not one moment. It's not a single blowing. But rather it's an elongated sound. And the, the narrations say that when we hear that sound, Imam Muhasibi said it best. 
He says, imagine you come out. You come out from this grave. And every way you can look around you, you see nothing but other human beings. The prophet said clearly, we will be resurrected. We will be resurrected with no shoes and completely naked. When Aisha heard that, Aisha was like, Ya Rasulullah, everyone's going to be looking. And the prophet's like, uh-uh. It will be way more serious than that. Way more. There's no way you're focusing on that because of the level of seriousness what's going on in that day. So Imam Muhasibi says, you wake up, you're all standing. Billions and billions of other people surrounding. And at that time, Imam Muhasibi says, but everyone is silent. Everyone is quiet, pin drop, pin drop silent. And, and they're looking towards where the call is at. And in the blowing of the trumpet, they hear Allah saying, come forward for judgment. Come forward for judgment. I mean, guys, this is the moment. This is it. This is the moment of all of creation being called. And the narration says at this point, listen to this. And Anas and Anna Rajul and Ya Rasulullah, Alladina Yusharuna ala wujuhim, Ayusharul Kafir ala wajhi. Like you said, people will be resurrected and they'll be gathered on their face. How will that happen? Well, let me break this down. Everyone has to get to the place of, 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 of reckoning. We all were resurrected, but we're not where we're supposed to be. So these billions and billions of human beings all have to arrive at one place. But guess what? It's the day of distinction. Everyone's not the same. The Prophet ﷺ says some people will be riding. Escort, limo, pick you up. Come on, let's go. Other people will be walking. And other people, na'udhu billah, the Prophet ﷺ said they'll be walking on their face. The Sahaba were like, how can you walk on your face? The Prophet ﷺ, he replied, he said, the one that made you walk on your feet can make you walk on your face. It's the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so what I, I want you to understand is that from this moment on, we're all going to the place of resurrection. Now, as we're going, we were all naked, not, no clothes, but that's not how we go. Before we move forward, depending on your actions, clothes are given. Some people look and fly. Some people barely covered. Some people no clothes. I read one narration right before I came. It was pretty interesting that, uh, subhanAllah, it's very encouraging. May Allah make us amongst these people. This narration is a strong narration narrated by Bukhari. The narration says, oh, this one is by Tabari. Uh, Ibn Umar says that the Prophet Sallallahu he said, Laysa ala ahli la ilaha illallah. There will be no fear for the people that say la ilaha illallah at the time of death or in their grave and when they resurrect, when they get up. Ka'anni, then the Prophet says, and this is what we want to build. He says, ka'anni anzur ilayhim. I can see them right now. The Prophet is saying, I can see them right now. Knocking the dirt off of their body. Because they just came out. Knocking the dirt off their body. And what are they saying? All praise to Allah who took all grief away from us. From that moment, what happens next? Now they're escorted. And here's where, again, here's where we get the, the idea of people traveling in different uh, one of the narrations, it said, as I said, people riding, people walking, people walking on their faces. The narration of people riding says, it starts off by saying, some people will be riding two people on a camel. But then the prophet said, but hold on, this ain't a camel like you've seen in the dunya. I've never seen anything like this. 
Some people, two people. Some people, four people. Some people, six. Some people, ten. You know, a bus, like, you know. And then the narrators, they say, how come the prophet didn't say one? He's like, because the only people riding solo are the Anbiya on that day. Riding just to the place of resurrection. Yo, we're going to be with them soon. We'll meet you up at the spot. But to get there, some people will be 2-2, two, 4-4, two, four, four, six, six, eight, eight. And these are all good people. We're good. I got to ride. Alhamdulillah. I'm good. Alhamdulillah. But the prophets on their own, riding, solo, rolling up, red carpet. There you go. So the narrations continue. Now, Imam Ghazali says something deep that I wanted to uh, share with you. After narrating that people will be walking on their faces, Imam Ghazali says something deep that I thought everyone should hear. He says, He says, it's our nature that we deny things that we're not accustomed to hearing or, or, or seeing. He says, He says, if you had never seen a snake walking on its stomach, then if someone told you, yo, you there's this animal with no legs, but it walks, you'd be like, what? This is what Ghazali says. Walking on its stomach, walking on feet, would be weird for someone who never saw it. So he says, be very careful that you deny something from the amazing things that will happen on the day of judgment just because you don't have something synonymous with it in the dunya. Because even things in the dunya you've never seen before, you would have denied it had you never heard about it before or seen it. And so Imam Ghazali says, and I wanted to share that because as we're talking about these people and we're talking about the stages that we're go they're going through, then, then some of these things, it's like you have to really put yourself there and realize these different things and, and realize that the way the Prophet explained it to us was in the best manner possible, but it's hard for our minds to wrap around some of those things because we've never seen something like that. So I just wanted to share that before we keep going forward. Okay, so the narration says, Yawma yasma'una, the Quran says, So everyone is there. Everyone is there and they're looking forward. They're looking up towards this area and this call is coming. Come close, come close, come close. They say, Listen closely. I told you these bodies are very similar to the old bodies, not completely different. So the narration from Abdullah bin Masood says that when we wake up that moment, we will be more hungry than we have ever been. And more thirsty than we've ever been. And more new than we've ever been. And you will be more exhausted than you've ever been. But listen closely, and this is how this changes our life. Whoever has fed someone for the sake of Allah in this life, you'll be set up straight on that day, right there at that moment. Who hooked me up, yo? Who hooked me up? Haytham? May Allah, may Allah give you drink on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Whoever gives clothing to another person for the sake of Allah, right there, your clothes are given to you at that moment. Whoever did anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they will be sufficed on that day and taken care of. But here's where it gets serious. The Prophet, he said, 
Yuba'athu kullu, everyone shall be resurrected. Yuba'athu kullu nas, hold on one second. The actual words of the narration are, Yuba'athu, Yuba'athu kullu abdin ala ma mata ale. Everyone will be resurrected at this moment. We're only at resurrection, guys. We didn't get to the place of judgment yet. We just all came out of our graves. Clothes are being given, distributed. Some people, angels are taking care of you. Don't worry, you're okay. It's completely dark and you cannot see. You hear this sound and people are, are trying to walk towards that sound. People are giving clothes. People are being given drinks. Some people are giving water. While there's other places where there's no food, no drink, people are, are completely confused in complete darkness. Listen to this. So, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُحْشَرُ بِفِتْنَتِهِ الدُّنْيَوِيَ Some people will be resurrected and have to walk to the place of, of, of reckoning with the fitna that they had in the dunya stuck to them. With, I'm going to say that again. فَقَوْمٌ مَفْتُونُونَ بِالْعُودِ He says, there are some people who are in the fitna of certain types of instruments and things. They did it all day, that's all they did. See, a believer, we can do stuff in life. We can run, we can work out, we can do all types of stuff. But it doesn't consume you, it doesn't become you. You don't live for it if you're a believer. You live for the akhirah, you got pastimes. I like to garden, big deal. I ain't trying to be resurrected with like a, with like a pick on Yom Al-Qiyamah. I ain't trying to be resurrected with like tomatoes. For real, I'm trying to be resurrected with a Quran in my hand. Yeah, I love to run, but yo, I ain't trying to just be with runners on Yom Al-Qiyamah. All right, Muslim, the Dallas, I'll be with y'all, inshallah. You know what I mean? But you get what I'm trying to say. Our pastimes don't consume us. And this was scary to me because what does it say? Now, he, the narration uses two musical instruments. And I think that's important because certain types of pastimes can consume you. Not to be talk about whether it's haram and this and that. The, the idea is to be consumed by something to the point where it becomes what you live for and everything you are. Look what it says. Some people will be resurrected with whatever their fitna was. He says some people who are in the fitna of Ud, Ud is a specific type of instrument. I think it was like a flute or something. They, they, all their whole life, that's all they did. In the qiyama ahdihim in qabrihim. When they wake up from the grave, all of a sudden, this flute will fly to his right hand. Sorry, not left, right hand. It will just come. Bam, it's there. But this is day of judgment. I ain't trying to have a flute. So the narration says, He throws it down. Get away from me. You kept me from remembering Allah. You know what I thought about? The remote, yo. The remote. You know what I mean? How many other things? Just it, it just it just comes to the hand. So the man throws it. The woman throws it. Get away from me. I'm trying to be associated with you. But the, it comes back and flies back to this man's hand. And it says, He goes, no, 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 no. You're stuck with me. I'm your man. That's a good translation. That's not just... That's a good translation. Ana sahibik, I'm your man today. Hatta yahkum Allah baynana until we see God. Until we see God. Think about yourself, man. What are those things that are going to be flying to our hands? Is it the mushaf? Is it the mushaf? Is it like that's why I love the dhikr beads, man. 
I bid this, bid that, I ain't worried about it. Yo, chill out. They make me remember Allah. You see, yo. No, for real, for real. Like, subhanAllah, what's going to be flying to our hand on, what's going to be stuck to us on that day? Really think about that. Because, yeah, we think, oh, I just watch every now and then. Like, yo, low-key, you watch every day. <laughs> it's just five minutes. Low-key, it's like 45. <laughs> like, be real about what you spend your time on. Because that's what will be with you when you resurrect, when you wake up. That's the thing with you. And I already said, y'all know me. I love extracurriculars. But they don't make, they don't define me. If all of a sudden, may Allah protect, I couldn't run anymore. It's all good, yo. That was fun for a while. But you take my Quran away, I can't pray no more. Now we got issues. Y'all, I'm ready to bounce. You feel me? Allah make it easy for us. Similarly, the one who used to get drunk all the time. Maybe this also refers to get high all the time too. You ain't hear it from me, I don't know. Sukran. Listen. Yo, can you just imagine if you died in that state? He goes... Washaribul Khamar, the one who used to drink alcohol all the time, Yuhsharu, he'll be resurrected, and the cup is stuck to his hand. Can't get it off. Can't get it off. Can't get it off. So when we come out of the grave, when we sit up from the grave and stand up, Faminhum Oriyan, some people will, like we said, be naked. Waminhum Maksu, some people right away, the angels like, yo, we got you, we got we got drip for you. Here you go. We got you right away. All colors. Now, here's where light matters. We all talk about nur, nur, nur. We ask Allah to give us nur in this life. We look for actions that give us nur in our life. This is where that nur comes in. Listen to this. Some people will have light because it's dark, extremely dark at this moment. The sun hasn't been brought yet. It's extremely dark. Or there's areas that are dark. Or there's areas that are dark. So some people have light that is weak. But some people shine it. May Allah make us amongst them. Everyone can see this person's like, like, who's that over there? Every creation. Every single person, their actions shall now come to them as they're going to this place. When they first come out of the grave and they're about to go, everyone's actions are rushing towards them. And what do the actions say? Get up. Get up. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go to the place of reckoning. So now who's with you? This is deep if you think about it. Muhasibi, the way he depicts it is you're alone. Like you wake up and you see, have you ever been alone amongst like a lot of people? You, nah, for real? You know, like one thing I love about Hajj, you can feel alone, alone with billions of people around you. Billions of people. that You love them, you know they ain't going to hurt you, but you just feel alone. You're by yourself. Imam Muhasibi says you come out and you're by yourself. 
Yeah, there's billions. You literally see billions of people, but you realize that everything you're about to face, you're about to face by yourself. There's no one that will be with you. But I like to picture it this way. The narration we also said, and by the way, it could be different for different people. The narration says that, no, these two angels come. Sa'iqun wa shaheed, surah qaf. Sa'iqun wa shaheed. One angel, his job is to keep pushing you forward. Come on, keep going, keep going. Wa shaheed, and the other's got your book. I got his records. Like the lawyer, two lawyers, I don't know how you could picture it. But one person is pushing you forward. Now, it depends, though, because for the person of honor, you're the, you're the forgive my, whatever, you're the G rolling through. So they're like, you know, please, please, please. But for the other person, it's like, no, we, you got to go. Come on. By any means, we're pulling you. We got to take you. So what does the narration say? The light is different for everyone. So what happens? The actions come to this person. Whether it's the angels bringing the actions, whether it's the actions anthropomorphized, however, the actions are coming. Everyone has light on the right and on the left of them, and there's darkness all around. And the Quran says, Yes, On that day, you'll walk in step, and it's just the light of your own iman that's in front of you. You can't take another step except if you have that light. And the way I like to think of it is this way. You can either live your life and walk by Islam now, or you can choose not to. But then when it's dark, you won't be able to walk. You won't have that light. You see the synonym? Like, you see how it's synonymous? You can choose to walk by that light now, to have that light then, or you could choose not to walk with it. But then the, the fact of the matter is in this moment, we won't have that light. So what is it? He continues to go forward and he says, like everyone is now moving forward. Everyone is walking towards this place of, of reckoning. Some people, they don't want to walk because they have no light. So it says some people are standing still. Standing on their tiptoes like, what's going on? Because so many people, I'm trying to see what's going on. But they don't want to move because there's too dark for them. He said, we spoke about this already. Um, so the idea here, man, is, is really to think about as we are walking to this place of resurrection, as we are walking to this place of gathering, sorry, from the place of resurrection, as we are walking, the angels are with us that we lived our life with. The actions are accompanying us. Whatever evil actions that we were addicted to, accustomed to, cannot drop throughout our lives. And, and let me correct something. I was talking to Leah after last week, and we were just chilling in the, in the hall, and he's like, yo, shake, man. I, I, we done, yo. Right? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, that's what Toba is. Guys, we're talking about these punishments and the one who, who is resurrected with uh, things that distracted them and the one who is resurrected drunk and all of this, don't we realize that the door of Toba is open? Like the reason why we're studying this now is for us to have that aha moment right now and it's like, Ya Allah, I'm sorry. And the hadith says when you do Toba, the ground forgets what you did. The angels wipe away what you did. The angels forget what you did. So as we read this, it's, it's supposed to motivate us to realize like there's an opportunity left to change and all of that could be wiped clean. The one who is doomed on the day of judgment in this moment is the one who dies without Toba. That's the key to remember. Whatever the sin is, the, 
This is our moment for Tawbah. And the prophet said it best. A person can do the same sin 70 times a day and make sincere Tawbah and Allah will accept each one of those Tawbahs. 70 times a day? But it's sincere, it's real. And so that person is accepted. So as we read these, please remember that. Um, yeah, please remember that. It just makes it easier for us to understand. Okay, so let's look at some more of these narrations about us, now everyone going. Um, this universe was created for this moment. So you have to understand who has to show up. Every human being and every jinn is being gathered to this place. They're being called to this place. Then all of the shayateen are being gathered and all of the animals are being gathered even. So there's a narration that it says here, قَالَ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَ Why Why these details? Someone's like, yo, what do I, I don't need to know if there's a lion on Day of Judgment. Yeah, what does that do for me? No, it's about the vividness of this picture. I want you to truly see what's going on in this moment and everything that's present there. So all of these people are gathered. Abu Huraira, he then says, يَحْشُرُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will gather all of the creation on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Al-Baha'im, all of the animals. Wat-Tayr, all of the birds. Wat-Dawab, all the beasts. Wa-Kullu Shay'in, every single thing. Fayabalugu man adal Allah an ya'khudu lil-jam min al-Qurna, thumma yaqulu kuni turaban. He says that, he says, and this actually goes forward, the animals don't have reckoning the way we have reckoning. But the point is that all oppression must be finished at this moment. La And so the Prophet ﷺ, he taught that no, there's no Jannah or Jahannam for these animals. They weren't mukallaf, they weren't responsible. But Allah wants every single type of injustice to be solved. And so for that day, the hadith says that a, a ram that had horns who hurt another uh, animal that did not have horns, Allah will allow them to get equal and then they will become dirt. They will become turab. And subhanAllah, this is heavy. They'll become dirt. Allah will say, you're, you're, they're, they're done. But this is the crazy part. When the disbeliever or the one who was distant from Allah sees these animals just become dirt and there's nothing later, then they will look at this and they will say, I wish I was that animal. I had an opportunity. I missed it. I wish I could just become nothing like these animals, but this person now knows that in front of me is a long, a few more steps to go. And so this person says, I wish I was just an animal. I wish I was just kuntu turaba. Looking at the clothes given on this day. We already mentioned that everyone will be uh, resurrected on that day with nothing on their feet and completely naked. The hadith clearly tell us this. Then everyone will be given clothing, some. The righteous people, Right? Well, those who were unrighteous, they will be given clothes made of different things, whether they be rough materials or flammable materials. The Quran speaks about that. We'll talk about it in more detail. But the idea is now distinction is happening. They're given this clothes of honor. Uh, the narration continues. The Prophet ﷺ himself, he said, Ya ayyuhannas, innakum tuhsharuna ilallah. You will be resurrected before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The same way you were created, you will be brought back again. But again, the body is different. It can see different things. It's eternal, so on and so forth. The Prophet says that everyone is resurrected. Now, he said, I'm the first one to come up. But he didn't say, I was the first one to get clothes on that day. He says that in the sound narration, the Prophet says that the first one that will be given clothes on the day of judgment will be the Prophet Ibrahim And then after that, each, each person, prophets, and so on and so forth, will be given clothes so that they can go and stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day. Let's look at some more narrations. Um, so one narration that I already mentioned, but I want to look at it in more detail. Uh, Abu Huraira tells us that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, يُحْشَرَ النَّاسِ عَلَى ثَلَاثَةِ تَرَائِقِ رَاغِبِينَ هَارِبِينَ وَإِثْنَانِ عَلَى بَعِيرٍ وَثَلَاثَ عَلَى بَعِيرٍ وَأَرْبَ عَلَى بَعِيرٍ وَأَشْرَةَ عَلَى بَعِيرٍ وَتَحْشُرُ بَقِيَّتَهُمَ النَّارِ May Allah protect us. It says, like, there's three different groups. There's three different groups. رَاغِبِينَ Those who are hoping for Jannah. هَارِبِينَ Those who are رَاغِبِينَ Those who are scared. And then those who are riding. Two on one camel, three on one camel, four on one camel, and ten. The idea here, as I said before, is that those who are riding are the righteous people. And those who are walking, the narration says, they are the ones who mixed up sins and they didn't die with Toba. And then the narration says that the others will be the ones who are walking on their face. So what we covered right now is two moments, basically. We covered al-ba'tha, which is the resurrection. And that's the souls being blown back into the bodies and the bodies coming out. Um, there's a few verses of the Quran I want to look at. Um, the verse in Surah Yasin, "Man ba'athana min marqadina hada, hada ma wa'ad ar-Rahman wa sadaq al-Mursalun." When we come out, as I said, everyone is reacting differently. But the Quran does speak about some of those who, whether we say disbelievers or whether we say people who live sinful lives, when they come out, the narration says that. Right before they come out, Allah will allow them some type of sleep. This is what the narration says, some type of sleep. So when the horn is blown and they come out, they wake up and they're saying, Man, uh, what's the verse? Man ba'athana min marqadina. Who has wakened us or awoken us from this moment of sleep, this rest? Now the narration says, the Quran says, Hada ma This is the beauty of the Quran. This is what, Rahman promised you. And the Mursaloon were telling the truth. The question is, who's saying that? Some of the scholars, some of the Sahaba, they said that these people, because they heard the message and they didn't let it, they know it, but they didn't believe it, they themselves are the ones that are saying, oh my God, it was all true. I heard y'all talk about this day of judgment. I heard all of the talk about it. I heard all of this. This is what we were promised. This is what it's all about. And it's true. And some of the Sahaba, they say, no, it's the angels. That the angels, when these people wake up and they're like, what's going on? Those two angels that are meeting everyone at the grave, they go, ha this is that day right now. It's time. Everything you were told about is time now. Let's move forward. Okay. So let's go forward with these narrations, inshallah ta'ala. Um, so we covered the ba'atha. What time is Maghrib? Four minutes? Okay. Okay, cool. Um, we covered ba'atha and we covered hashar. I want to do one thing before we end. 
The beauty of this is when you put yourself into it. We already talked about that. So I'm going to read from Muhasibi. Muhasibi, he tells you to envision this. The only way that this is powerful is if you truly, truly imagine yourself in this moment. And so I'm going to read from uh, Muhasibi. I'm just going to mainly read it. I'm going to read it in English and let him walk us through this specific moment. This specific moment. What moment are we in? The first horn has already been blown. Everything has been destroyed and, 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 and thing. And now we're at that second resurrection, that resurrection, the second blowing of the horn. He says, now think. Everything has now died. All of the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth are dead. Everything is, is settled. There's no movement. There's no sound that you hear. There's nothing that you see. But the only one remaining at this moment is Jabbar the Most High. Then all of a sudden, your soul is struck with this call. A call from a caller. Calling you in all of creation to present yourself before Allah the Most High. And here you come humbled. Small, just you, minka wa minhum, you and everyone else. Fatawaham, envision, picture, imagine. Kaifa waqa asot. How is that sound going to hit your ears? That sound of Allah calling you, come stand before me. Wa aqalak, how is that sound going to hit your mind? Wa tafaham bi aqlik, and you will know right at that moment. That he is calling you to stand before him, the greatest king. Your heart trembles. It's as if your hair turns gray in that moment because of this call. It is just one call loud from this angel to come before the king of all things. As you are uh, anxious and, and confused from this sound, it's that you heard. You start to realize that you're being pushed out of the earth. You, you stand up, you're forced to stand up, and there's dust covering you, completely covering you all over. From your head all the way to your feet. You're standing on your own two feet. And all you can do is stare towards the place where that call is calling from. You don't see it, but you hear it's coming from there and you just can't help something pulling you towards it. And you're looking that way. Everyone is confused. And you too, ma'ak, tharwatan wahid. Everyone is just, what's going on? But they're all covered in dirt, just like you. Fatawaham, imagine the commotion around you. How everyone is scared and shaking and, 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 they're, and they're confused. 
Think about yourself. You're, you're standing there naked. You're in Firadik. You're by yourself. Think about your fear. Think about your worries. Think about your, your, your humumak, everything that bothers you. And you're in this zahmatil khala'ik, this zahma, huge, huge group of people. Wahum sumut. But everyone's quiet. Everyone's quiet. Fala tasma. And now all you can hear as people walk to the place that they're going to be judged. All you can hear is the pitter-patter of footsteps walking. All you hear is people's footsteps. Footsteps. Footsteps as you get closer and closer and closer. All you hear is the footsteps of people. All of the creation is coming with you. Everyone is walking. All of creation, not just everyone. Every creation, the animals, the birds... Everything is coming. These wild beasts that were uncontrollable, now you see them humbled and coming to the place of judgment. Until you finally now reach this place where the angels stop you. Now, this is your spot. This is you. Stand right here, Michael. Don't move an inch. This is where your two feet get. Regardless of how vast the earth has become because it's been stretched out, every person only has room for their two feet. That's it. No extra space. But people just keep coming. The jinn and the ants. And all of the kings, they've lost their power. They're walking with you. All of the oppressors from around the world are now all walking right next to you. Then you notice all of the, the, the animals, wuhush, like wild beasts, them coming, and you notice how controlled they are. Zalil, just humbled. And then you see all of the predatorial, all of the vicious animals that were there. You see all of them coming, but humbled. And all around you, then you finally see all of the shayateen being pulled. Shayateen being pulled, squeezed into this one place. And now we're all standing waiting for something to happen. And we stop here. We stop here. This is the power of thinking over these moments of the Akhirah, um, putting yourself there, realizing. Uh, today for me, really powerful is the envisioning this moment coming out and whatever I was addicted to, whatever I couldn't put down, it will be stuck to me on that day. And no matter how far away I try to throw it, it will be stuck with me. And these angels will come to me and say, Mikael, let's go. They've been waiting for you. Or they'll say, let's go. We got to go forward. And um, that's the moment we're at right now. Um, I think this is a good place to stop. Our next session will be on the Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment hasn't begun yet. We were resurrected. We were gathered. Before I stop, I want to explain one more thing. I promise we'll stop right now. I promise. Um, there's two gatherings. The word hasher in Arabic means gathering. There's two major hashers, gatherings. This is the first one. It's when everyone is gathered. Everyone is gathered to this place of reckoning. But there's one more hasher that has to come. And it's when the people of Jannah are all taken to Jannah and when the people of Hellfire are all taken to Hellfire. 
So we still have one more hashr to talk about, inshallah ta'ala. Um, may Allah allow us to um, envision these things. Uh, may Allah allow us to live our lives as if we know akhirah is, is, is real. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to do tawbah for our sins. Um, may Allah allow us to do tawbah for our sins. Ya Allah, forgive us for our shortcomings, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, on that day when we are resurrected, Ya Allah, we ask you, Ya Allah, to make us of those who the angels come to them and they say, don't worry, today is a good day for you. Ya Allah, we ask you to allow us to do tawbah so that our bad deeds are not present with us on that day, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Ya Allah, we ask you, give us the ability to envision these moments, to truly put ourselves there so that they become a reality of how we live our lives, Ya Arhamur Rahimin. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salaman alil mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Maghrib is getting a little earlier, um, so we're not going to change the time drastically, uh, but we may start just a, like five or ten minutes earlier, we'll announce that. So um, try to come a little earlier if you can next week, like 7, 10, 7, 05, so we can start a little earlier, inshallah. Um, and next week, we'll, next week we'll specifically be speaking about the three different groups of people on the Day of Judgment and how each of those three different groups will be treated on the Day of Judgment. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa